This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's that time again. Power rankings here on the Barreled Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Riley. Welcome in as we go 30 through 1 giving you a finger on the pulse around the entire league. We are every Monday back doing power ranking, so make sure to make an appointment to stop back here with the podcast. Work us into your day so you can get up to speed, up to date on everything going on around baseball. Again, we go 30 through 1. We're going to get started in just a minute. I want to remind everybody, if you haven't yet, to please subscribe to the podcast and also rate and review. Help us grow. And if you haven't, make sure to turn on those automatic downloads so as soon as the content is posted to the feed, you've got it. All right, let's get into the power rankings. And we're going to move quick towards the back half because there's not a whole lot to talk about right now. We're kind of repeating ourselves, talking about teams that may be taking strides for next year or players that are taking strides for next year. We've been talking about that for weeks. We're going to really focus on the top half of this power ranking. So let's move through all 30, though. A's are coming in at 30. They move back from the number 29 spot. We had Kansas City in at the number 30 spot. They get to move up. Uh, Kansas City, a four and two week. Took two from Chicago and two from Houston. So we go Oakland and KC, 30 and 29. 28, it's the White Sox. They fall back one spot after a two and five week against Kansas City and Minnesota. The Rockies are next. They move up. To the number 27 spots, moving up one after a five and two week. Took two from the Cubs and three from the Giants. Next, 26, it's the Washington Nationals. They had a tough week this week, so they moved back one spot. And also moving back one spot, continuing just stacking tough weeks on top of each other. It's the Angels. They're now 68 and 82. Amazing that this team was was going for it a month ago, a month and a week ago. This team was in go for it mode. My how things change. Uh, and Otani clears the locker out, so he's gone. Did he did he leave too soon? Is the only the only question. I, personally, I don't care. Uh, I I really don't give a rip, but I think there could be some out there that believe that, look, you're still a part of the team right now, leaving early. It's a, it's a bad message, uh, puts maybe a bad taste in, in some of your mouths, but he's gone. That was really the big news of the week. And I, I don't know, half the Angels team left with him. Everybody except Shanoel, who may be a good ball player, uh, but dark times are coming for the Angels. So I don't, I don't know if that's... It's hey, I don't know if this guy's going to get to play with Trout. We know he's not going to get to play with Otani. Shanoel, we wish the best to you. The Angels, though, one in five this week. Next, number 24, the Cardinals. They are moving up two spots from 26 to 24. 
played tough this week, took two out of three from Baltimore early in the week, but they're 66 and 83. The Pirates are next, holding at the number 23 spot after a four and three week. Took three out of four from the Nats and got the series finale on Sunday against the Yankees. 70 and 80 now for Pittsburgh. I really thought that Pittsburgh had a shot at 80 wins. They're going to come close. It was definitely a step forward this year for Pittsburgh. The Tigers with a good week, but they're going to hold at the number 22 spot. They're now 70 and 79, a four and two week after sweeping the Angels over the weekend. In at 21, it's the Mets. They took three out of four from Arizona to start the week. That's an interesting one. We're going to talk about that when we get to Arizona. Altogether, a four and three week for the New York Mets. The Red Sox drop from number 17 to number 20. We talked about it last week that it looked like maybe the Red Sox season was over last week and that we were just waiting for confirmation this week. And we got that confirmation, not with the Heimblum firing, but with the Series L to the Yankees, losing two out of three, and then being swept by the Blue Jays when it looked like the Blue Jays were really coming off a sweep to the Rangers. Red Sox, one in five this week, now two games below 500. The Padres are still attempting to show signs of life. I maintain it is too little too late. 72 and 78 on the year after a five in one week. They took two out of three from the Dodgers. That's good. They swept the A's. That's what you're supposed to do. It's too little too late. Blake Snell was good again, this time against the Dodgers earlier in the week. He now has 14 wins, a 2-4-3 ERA, 217 strikeouts at 167 innings. The question is, is he the Cy Young? Will he be your Cy Young? We had a couple Cy Young candidates get roughed up this week. Blake Snell did not. Will he be the NL Cy Young? All right, here we go. Let's start kind of digging in a little bit more here. So the Padres are in at number 19. We're moving on to number 18, and we're going to start talking a little bit more about these teams. So Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. 72 and 78, it's done, right? Season's over, but there are teams that have spoiler in mind, and that's what Cleveland did this week. They got one against San Francisco, but then swept the Texas Rangers on Friday. Lucas Giolito, who was brought in to try to revive, he was one of the players brought in, to try to revive the team and maybe make a backdoor, come around the corner, push, and swipe that central away from Minnesota. That didn't happen. Lucas Giolito pitched a gem on Friday. Seven innings, scoreless, 12 strikeouts. Only two hits allowed. Giolito is what the Angels had hoping was hoping he would be, is what the Guardians had hoped he would be uh, back at the beginning of the month. They got it now. It was bad timing for Texas, as Texas is in a in a fight for the wild card. You also had a good start on Saturday from Bybee, a good start from Sun on Sunday from Williams. Bybee and Williams and Allen, those will be two guys you look forward to building this team on. Some bat, some 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 bats coming alive this weekend too 
for Cleveland. Again, at 72 and 78, though, just a little too late, but it is interesting to bring them up as they just swept the Texas Rangers. Cleveland moves up one spot. Falling back, the San Francisco Giants go from 16 to 17. How in the world are we supposed to expect that this San Francisco team can make the postseason? They got two out of three from Cleveland. Good, you're supposed to do that. But then in Colorado, they dropped three out of four. They're currently two games back of that final wild card spot. And I don't know what makes us think that they have a, a prayer, a chance, a hope, anything. The rest of their schedule this week, they're in Arizona for two and then in L.A. Good luck with that. And then next week, the final week of the season, they've got three against the Padres who would love to pull the Giants down with them and three against the Dodgers. Now, at that point, the Dodgers may be resting Mookie and Freeman and, and, and all of those guys, but you're looking at a Giants team that needed to try to make up ground this week and they couldn't. A three and four week right now when everything is at stake is a bad job. Errors left and right. Again, this team defensively is a mess this season. The lack of run support for Logan Webb went to a whole new level on Friday. The Giants were no hit into the night. Somehow they got a run. But a Logan Webb start on Friday. The Giants were no hit into the ninth. Still had the lead. Ended up losing the game. Rockies finally got some runs on the board late. But the Giants, you got to get Logan Webb run support. You have to stop with all of the errors. You have to win games you're supposed to win. They didn't do that. And I can't take them seriously. Do you get Bailey and Conforto back this week? That's good. But with Bailey coming back, I would have expected better against Colorado. Giants go to number 17. Moving up two spots, it's the Yankees from 18 to 16. The Yankees are four and two week. They got two in Boston. They got two in Pittsburgh. DJ Glaber. Cabrera hits the home run after touching Roberto Clemente's bat. So the Yankees with a good week. Again, four and two. Carlos Rodon with two good outings. Got a win in Boston. Did not get a win against Pittsburgh, but pitched well against Pittsburgh. They're six and a half back in the wild card. You might want to call them dead, but there's a path. I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm the opposite of a Yankee fan, if anything. I can appreciate what the Yankees have done. But the Yankees, you may want to call them dead, but we can't do that. The Yankees are six and a half games back for the final wild card spot, and they have six games against the Toronto Blue Jays. They have their playoff destiny still in their hands. Now, this Yankees team is barely above 500. Do you think they're going to take all six games against Toronto? I don't, but there is a path there. If the team can get hot, if Rodon's going to give you good outings, if you're going to get DJ and Glaber and Cabrera and Peraza hitting well with Judge and Stanton hitting home runs, all of a sudden, listen, you can't call them dead yet. We got to see. They, they play the Jays to start the week, the three games. Those three games will either be continued hope for Yankee fans or will be the end. Moving on to the number 15 spot, 
I have the Cincinnati Reds holding at 15. It was a good week this week, four and two. They took two out of three from Detroit. They took two out of three from the Mets all on the road. They are currently a half game back from the third wild card spot, which that sounds good, but that third wild card spot currently has two teams wedged into that spot with a tie. It can't stay that way, obviously. Arizona's in the number two spot. Philly's in the number one spot. So they're a half game back of the final spot, and there's two teams ahead of them for the final spot. It is mucked up for that National League wild card right now. I don't know if this Reds pitching is good enough. You, you got a series starting this week against Minnesota, and Minnesota can pitch. They're going to throw out Joe Ryan on Monday. So you're going to go up against some good pitching against Minnesota, and I don't think the Reds have the pitching to match Minnesota. Then you've got Pittsburgh this week, over the weekend. That's a good matchup for the Cincinnati Reds. Then next week, they're on the road to finish up the season against Cleveland and St. Louis. This is going to be a big Twins series. I think the Reds are going to hang around and will probably head into next weekend, the final weekend, and they'll probably still be within reaching distance. But I don't know if Hunter Green's going to lead this team to a wild card spot. Abbott's having some bumps in the road. Williamson with two disappointing starts this week. Ashcraft's on the IL. The the kids, I, I the kids in that lineup, I do think they have the juice. Those guys are gonna fight, but I don't know if the pitching can support it. I wish they'd get Matt McClain back. That would be great, but I don't know if that's going to happen. This Reds team has some hurdles to clear. They're in at 15. In at 14, I've got Miami. Miami with a four and three week made some noise over the weekend by sweeping the Atlanta Braves. It's a good look for Miami. There's a little more to it. It's an interesting series. We're going to talk a little bit more about it uh, in a few minutes uh, when we talk about Atlanta. But Miami, we cannot take it away from them. They sweep the Atlanta Braves. They are currently tied with the Cubs for that number three spot. You get Solaire back this week. That's huge. I was worried they were going to miss Solaire for longer, but you get him back. He homered on Sunday when they broke out the bats and put up 16 on the Atlanta Braves. But it's a good sign. Arise crushing the ball. Jake Berger continues to rake with the Marlins. Garrett Hampson is contributing. This is a good week by the Marlins. A nice bounce back after a struggle against... Milwaukee. They struggled against Milwaukee. They ran into Brandon Woodruff on Monday. Edward Cabrera, the walks got him on Tuesday. Braxton Garrett stepped up on Wednesday. They got from from the guys that they need to lead them. Braxton Garrett, Yuri Perez, and Jesus Lazardo. They got good outings this week. I know Perez could not get through five, got into trouble in the fifth that was pulled. But if Garrett Perez and Lazardo can give him a chance to win, the rest of the way, they've got the Mets and they've got the Brewers this week. So take care of the Mets. The Marlins are going to be in a position where they, I, I give them an advantage for a wild card spot. They've got six games against the Mets. They've got three games against the Pirates. Those are all winnable games. They've got three games against the Brewers. That'll be tough. But you've got nine winnable games if you're Miami. You're going to throw Garrett, Perez, and Lozardo out there. They're going to give you the better chance to win those games all every time. So I'm interested to see how Miami can close these final 12 games.
Moving on to number 13, the Arizona Diamondbacks. A good week. They move up to that number two wildcard spot after sweeping the Chicago Cubs over the weekend. 79 and 72. They are on the verge. Another good week like this. And they're going to be knocking on the door. Everybody we've talked about over these last couple of, uh, of ranking spots. The Diamondbacks, the Marlins, even the Reds are all knocking on the door, trying to get in there and get a seat at the top 10. They came close this week. They knocked on the door this week. Next week, we'll see if any of them can actually grab a spot at the table. Again, as we head into the final week next week. So we have the Diamondbacks. I worry about the pitching. The bats, Guriel is doing his September thing. He's great in September. He was always great in September for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's doing it for Arizona right now. He's crushing the ball everywhere. Marte's looking good. Moreno's looking good. Fam was a great addition at the trade deadline. I think maybe you're in an even better spot if Carroll and Walker and Thomas have better weeks. They all sort of, they did not come through this week for Arizona. If they do, Maybe they don't lose that series. They don't lose three games to the Mets. You can't lose three games to the Mets if you're Arizona right now. Now, you can't. Listen, back in May, if that happened, well, listen, back in May, everybody thought the Mets were going to be good. But let's change this up a little bit. Back in May, if you lose three out of four games to a bad team, you look at it and say, well, it's May. Nah, it's early. You can't do that anymore. You've got to win those games. They hold on to that number 13 spot, even though they swept the Cubs. That sweep of the Cubs kept them ahead of the Marlins, kept them ahead of the Reds, and more importantly, moved them into the number two spot of the wild card. Number 12, it's the Rangers. The Texas Rangers. What are we to think about this team? They swept the Blue Jays. They they embarrassed the Blue Jays early in the week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 10-6, 10-9 on a good Pitching Blue Jays team. They call up Evan Carter. I guess that was the I guess that was the baseball god saying, "Here you go. You called up your top prospect. Uh, we're going to give you some uh, some sprinkling of some some positive. I don't know fairy dust, whatever you want to call it. it. It was a great showing by the Rangers. Pitching was good. Hitting was good. They lost Scherzer early in the week. Let's let's keep that in mind. That. Tuesday start, that was the Scherzer start where he went five and a third and left with one out in the sixth with the injury, and we learned later that he would be done for the season. But the Rangers, four wins against the Blue Jays to start the week, and then they went to Cleveland. And I I don't know what happened when they crossed the border from Toronto to Cleveland. I don't know if Customs kept the bats I don't know what happened, but this Rangers team scored three on Friday, one on Saturday, and two on Sunday. Obviously not going to win those games, even against Cleveland. Cleveland struggles to score and hit, but even that didn't happen. Cleveland put up 12 on Friday and nine on Sunday. So the Rangers... This was a bad, bad look for you. They are currently in that number three wild card spot. The work they did against the Blue Jays to get back into the wild card picture to take the number two spot was undone in that Cleveland series. 
It's a bad job by the Rangers. Time to time to mount up and and reload and I, I don't know. Again, go back to customs and get your bats back. You got three against Boston, three against Seattle. It's time to do some work if you're the Rangers. Let's move on to number 11. It's the Cubs. The Cubs go from seven. We had the Cubs seventh in our power rankings last week. They're dropping to 11 because it wasn't just a sweep in Arizona. Getting swept in Arizona, let's be clear. It was losing a series in Colorado as well. Dropping two out of three. So a one in five week for the Cubs. Currently tied for the third wild card spot. They did get Marcus Stroman back this week. He's going to be pitching out of the bullpen. But, I mean, Assad on Tuesday, not good. Tyone and company giving up home runs left and right to the Rockies. Then they go to Arizona. You figure we got Steele going. It's going to be good. Not so much. And it happened in the first inning. Giving up three runs in the first right out of the gate. Oh, here we go again. They ended up getting a solid second, third, fourth, and fifth from Steele. But then in the sixth, then in the sixth, Arizona got to him again, put three more on the board. So you've got a a rough outing on Friday. Saturday was a crazy game. Saturday was the game where you started to think that maybe, maybe the Cubs who I was ready to give them that team of destiny. Maybe they went team of destiny too soon. Maybe they unlocked that too soon. Because that Saturday game, they just couldn't put Arizona away. They went 13 innings. The Cubs had opportunities, and they could not put them. Weird stuff happening. And Arizona gets the win in 13. And then on Sunday, Wick struggled in the first, gave up three. Arizona, again, ambushed them early. They crawl back against Nelson, but Marte's home run in the sixth, kind of with a backbreaker. Uh, Cubs one for eight with runners in scoring position on Sunday. So the Cubs are in an interesting spot. They got a chance to bounce back, though. They got three against Pittsburgh, and then they got three against Colorado again. This time it's in Chicago. Take care of business. Moving into the top 10, the Minnesota Twins go from 11 to 10 after a 4-3 and three week. They took three out of four from the White Sox over the weekend. We got good stuff, good bat work from Walner and Lewis. Well, we got four grand slams in 18 days or something like that. It's ridiculous. Kepler, Kirloff, Julian's hitting some homers. Good pitching from Gray, Maeda, Ober. I know Lopez struggled against the White Sox, giving up five. That was a surprise, but he's been really good lately, so I would expect him to bounce back. The Twins have the Reds and the Angels this week, an opportunity to extend that lead. It's, I mean, they're the champs in the in the Central. It's not official yet, but that'll, that'll be locked in probably this week. Moving on to number nine, it is the Mariners. They are falling from the number eight spot to the number nine spot. The only reason I'm not... Dropping them back further is they did take two out of three from the Angels. They were swept over the weekend, but at least it was by the Dodgers, a team that is worthy of a top three spot in the power rankings. But that sweep, that two and four mark, that three and seven mark over their last 10 now has them one game behind the Rangers for the final wildcard spot, and they play a ton of games against the Rangers the rest of the way, and they're only one in five against the Rangers this year, having been outscored 18 to 36. So they got to get it together. They have all of the opportunity. Again, destiny is their their destiny is in their hands with seven games against the Rangers starting Friday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they'll get three. 
Then they've got a series against Houston, and then they've got Texas in their building for the final four games of the year. Got to get it going. Let's go to the number eight team, and it's the Philadelphia Phillies. A three and four week. Yes, they're moving up two spots after a three and four week. I get it. Here's my argument. We got to move Seattle back. We had to the, the Cubs falling back. So the Phillies essentially just sort of sidestepped the Mariners and the Cubs as they collapsed, fell down the ladder. They just sort of moved off to the side and let those teams continue on down. That's how Philly moves up two spots because it was a three and four week. They only got one against Atlanta, but they played the Braves tough early in the week. They played them tough. Close games, all four of them. And this was before Max Fried went down. This was before Ronald Acuna went down. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then they took two out of three from St. Louis. So, yes, it was a three and four week. They're still tops in the wild card. They played the Braves tough. We had the Mariners and the Cubs falling back. So, the Phillies, rare occasion where they're going to move up two spots despite a losing week. In at number seven, it's the Blue Jays. They're going from nine to seven with a losing week. Again, we can thank the Mariners and the Cubs for the Blue Jays having an opportunity to move up. Swept by the Rangers, embarrassed by the Rangers, bouncing back, sweeping the Boston Red Sox. They are back in that number two wild card spot. 83-67 and 67 now. Did get some good pitching over the weekend. Barrios looked good. Bassett looked good. Ryu was solid. Even though he didn't get five, he sort of reached that 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 the ceiling on his pitch limit. So you bounce back. You like to see Bassett bounce back after struggling on Monday against the Rangers. Look good on Saturday against the Red Sox. That game went 13. They were close games, but they got the job done. And again, they're back in that wild card spot, that number two wild card spot. Vladdy with three home runs this week. It was three consecutive days. I want to say it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You've got to see him continue that kind of production and More bats need to step up because, again, they were shut down by the Rangers and they didn't score that many runs against the Red Sox. The pitching stepped up against Boston. Bats are going to need to turn it on this week. Moving to the number six spot, falling back one, it's the Houston Astros. They go from five to six, a two and four week. Not good. Losing two out of three to Oakland. Losing two out of three to Kansas City. How are we supposed to take Houston seriously at this point? They are one and a half up, leading the American League West. But they are only one game over 500 at home. They have a negative eight run differential at home. In one run games, they have a losing record. They are 17 and 18. How are we supposed to take this Houston Astros team seriously? I'll let you decide. And and, and I don't know. This team is seemingly very flawed at the moment. And I don't know, again, how we can take this team seriously. If you can't win at home, you can't win the one-run games. You get Waldachuk, Ken Waldachuk shutting you down. That can't happen. So Astros go from five to six. The Brewers will be next. They go from six to five. Good stuff from Milwaukee this week. Took three out of four from Miami. Took two out of three from Washington. Took care of business. They're now six and a half up in the National League Central. So there you go. The division is yours. It's not official yet, but it will be soon. Mark Canna keeps on mashing. 
10 for 27 this week with two homers, seven RBI, hit a grand slam. 885 OPS with Milwaukee and a 319 batting average as well. He's leading off now for the Milwaukee Brewers. Mark Canna has been great for Milwaukee. Speaking of great, Brandon Woodruff, I said it last week, he's the ace on this team right now. You're getting good stuff from Miley and Hauser and Peralta and Burns. That's good, but Brandon Woodruff is that much better right now. Shut out on Monday. On Sunday, went six innings, only allowed one, but the bats were cooled by Patrick Corbin somehow. Milwaukee, we got to get some hits off Patrick Corbin. We got to get Brandon Woodruff more run support. It ended up Milwaukee took a loss on Sunday, but Woodruff's looking good, and that is a great sign for Milwaukee. Let's go to number four. We've got the Dodgers. The Dodgers dropping two out of three to San Diego, but then sweeping Seattle. Bouncing back, they won the National League West. That was, they were crowned NL West champs this weekend. Sweeping Seattle, the 10th NL West division title in the last 11 years. So a good job by the Dodgers. They are going to carry Clayton Kershaw to the postseason at this point. Four innings on Saturday. He had had his start pushed back as it was. I would anticipate that is probably what we will see next time out. Something around four innings, depending on the pitch limit. But they are going to carry Kershaw because they cannot lose him for the postseason. I know Lance Lynn was better on Tuesday against San Diego. That was the only game the Dodgers won was the Lance Lynn start. But I, if you can, you would... Rather go into the postseason with Kershaw, Lynn, and Miller, and then whoever's going to be your fourth guy, whether it's Sheehan or Pepio or Stone, that'll be determined. But you can't go into a postseason with Kershaw feeling feeling shoulder tightness, Lance Lynn giving no confidence, and Bobby Miller expected to carry the freight. So they're going to try their best to get through, and they're doing it by managing Kershaw. Let's keep moving on. We've got the Rays in at number three. They took two out of three in Minnesota to start the week and then had the huge series against Baltimore in Baltimore. An opportunity for the Rays to pass and take that top spot in the AL East. They took the first two games, but then Grayson Rodriguez shut them down on Saturday and Pete Fairbanks with a three-run lead in the eighth. Gave up a home run to Adley Rushman, tied it. They end up going 11 and losing by one. So a series split for the Rays, a four and three week altogether. In at number three, though, as can't quite put them over the Orioles with the Orioles still up two games in the division that close. We're going to keep the Rays at number three, which keeps the Orioles in at number two. The O's called up Heston Kierstad early in the week on Wednesday. They announced that he was coming up. A big return for him after missing the first two years of his professional career with myocarditis. Wondering, this guy must have been if his career was over before it even got started. Back in making it to the big leagues and hitting a home run for his very first hit. On Thursday, unfortunately, that, though, was a loss for the Orioles. But again, they bounced back Saturday and Sunday, end up splitting that Rays series. Now, 93-56, and two games up on the Rays. Can the pitching hold? You got a 
Rough start from Kramer on Monday, but he bounced back on Sunday. A great start from Grayson Rodriguez, but he is blowing past any innings max that he had ever ever put up in years prior. Can that pitching hold? You got Means returning on Tuesday. John Means, he will go again early this week. He could be a big lift for that Orioles rotation if he can pitch like he had in previous seasons going back 2021. So you've got an Orioles team in at number two, now poised to go out there and win the American League East if they can take care of business. They've got Houston. They've got Cleveland this week. Then they got Washington and Boston next week to close out the season. And in at number one, it's the Atlanta Braves. Swept by Miami over the weekend. But Braves fans, I don't think, are going to give Miami any credit for that sweep. None whatsoever. Acuna missed Saturday and Sunday. You had Friday and Saturday really boiled down to a hand getting roughed up. And then it was Yates and Tonkin in the 8th on Saturday. So outside of that, the Braves fans will tell you, listen, that's the only reason why you guys won. And forget Sunday. We weren't even trying. That's what Braves fans will say. And Braves fans, to a degree, sure, yes, it was just one inning here or there. But also, you don't want to be in a spot as we're creeping up on the postseason to have some of your key relievers. Yates and Tonkin have been really good for you. You don't want them getting roughed up right now. You don't want hand getting roughed up. Those guys need to be locked in for you. So that's not a good sign. What's also not a good sign, but it's no reason to fire up any alarms yet, is the fact that Max Fried is most likely going to miss a start in Philly. He's got a finger issue that is not going to send him to the IL. They're calling it a hot spot. Essentially, they're worried about a blister developing. They want to prevent that. So they're going to skip a start. Maybe we'll get him this weekend. I, I got to think you probably, if, if, you, if you have your way, you maybe try to get two more starts for Max Fried before the end of the year just to keep him locked in, keep him, uh, keep his rhythm, keep his momentum going. So you'll have Max Fried that you're working with, and you've also got a Ronald Acuna situation with the right calf. It's tight. He did not play Saturday and Sunday. How much is it going to keep him out? Will he be back on Monday? Will he miss a couple of games? We don't know. But this Braves team has been going from town to town like a Mad Max caravan. So eventually guys are going to get achy and tired and sore. And maybe that's just what's happening. And it would be, it is wise for Snitker and that and that and that training staff and, and that team to just prevent these things from getting out of control and getting bad. You've got the division wrapped up. You don't want to take your foot off the gas because sometimes it can be hard to get back up to speed. So they're still going to keep playing, but at the same time, don't do anything that's going to jeopardize these guys. And I think that's what that's what you're seeing right now. So the Braves in at 96 and 53 are clearly our number one team. And with really only two power rankings left in the year, I don't know. Can the Orioles catch the Braves? They're only three games apart by record. It just feels like more than that, though. I don't know why, but it does. Um, so we got the Braves in at number one. And we got a power rankings now for September 18th in the books. I do appreciate you guys. I appreciate you coming in. I appreciate your time, you lending me your ears to go through the power rankings here. 
on the Barreled Up podcast. Make sure to come on back next week. We will have our power rankings for the week that is coming up. There's a lot of big games. We've got a lot of wild card movement that is almost a certainty. So we'll be revisiting that and and everything that's going on around Major League Baseball. So make sure you come on back. If you have not yet, make sure to subscribe. Please help us grow, rate, and review the podcast and turn those automatic downloads on if you have not yet. This has been the Barreled Up Podcast and Power Rankings for September 18th. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you next time.